This is real good content. We should actually just drop this. I don't give a As always, you know, start with some music. Taking my baby to school, then I pray for Cause you bitches ain't never been cool Writing testament, painting pictures Put me in the Louvre, that's a definite Universal shift, I'm in the groove A celebrity do not mean integrity, you fool I'm a good man, shake your hand Firm grip, rule, 72 wins, lost 10 Balling with the flu, more than 2 M's For sure, but add another 2 Lil' man man, the big man It's a GT down and flipping the kickstand Bitch nigga, broke phone Trying to keep the balance, I'm staying strong Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song Hey, bitch, I'm attractive Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fasting Bitch, I'm attractive Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fasting the morality can wait, feedback on low latency I'm glitching from the face, that's my thoughts grow sacredly I'm running out of space, ask when is she okay? Never mind a honey cake, why you lying on Benjamin? He turning in his grave, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't get a shit away The aloof Buddha, I'm Christ for the shooter Praise to Muhammad, I might make a douche AP, Michael Friedman, my friend's cooler Primary, so the resale face, stupid I would never live my life on a computer IG, I get you life for a chikabuya More power to ya Love him from a distance Why you always in the mirror more than the bitches And my cousin tried to sue me like he got the privilege But I didn't lose sleep cause I got the spirit Hey, bitch nigga, broke phone Trying to keep the balance, I'm staying strong Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song Hey, bitch, I'm attractive Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fasting Ugh. Bitch, I'm attractive Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fasting Actually, hold on, wait, wait. Hey. Fred brother, real nigga, that brother. We dress up the score, give me that brother. Spirit medium, I'm rap brother. We headed there now, are you strapped brother? Peacemaker, but I'm not naive brother. Gotta watch your homies and police brother. Cloud chasing, hell of a disease brother. I'm fasting, four days out the week, brother. I pray to God that you realize the entourage is dead. I pray to God that you not lacking when you off the meds. I pray to God she know them Cabo trips don't last forever. Bitch, you argue with her mama, go and get them kids. I pray to God you actually pray when somebody dies. Thoughts and prayers, way better off timelines. False claiming, not cute, I'm mortified. The new earth and hop soup, 200 lives. Bitch, nigga, broke phone. Trying to keep the balance, so stand strong. Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Hey, bitch, I'm attractive. Keep fuck with you no more. I'm fasting. Uh, bitch, I'm attractive. Keep fuck with you no more. I'm fasting. Love that song. Um, yeah, Kendrick is just like a whole vibe right now for me. I mean, I love the album. I uh, saw the video of him at a fashion show. I don't know what it was. I just saw he was sitting next to Naomi Campbell. And he was dressed. I mean, 
I think he always like it's like for every album he just has like a certain look that just fits that album and kind of like the message that he's going through. So like that one he had on like the crown of thorns and, and all that stuff. And he's literally just sitting there amongst the crowd and like the front row of the fashion show just like performing from from his seat. Looked like a whole vibe. Really did look like a whole fucking vibe, y'all. Let me tell you. Uh, real quick, as always, welcome one, welcome all to episode number 74 of the What Are We Even Talking About podcast. As always, I am your host, Izzy. Hope y'all doing well. Hope everybody is good. Hope everybody is safe. Hope everybody is making sure that their mentals are all in order and that their mentals are just all in a, in a good place, you know? Um... For me personally, I will say I feel like I am in a good place. I feel feel really good. Looking forward to just getting into July. Uh, got a lot of a lot of summer plans. A lot going on in the very very near future that I'm trying to just kind of like sort through and, and work on and uh, and and that I'm excited for. Really cherish the moments where you just feel excited for the near future because those moments are fleeting. They're not always going to be there. So when they are there, you got to really cherish them, you know? That's what I feel right now. I just feel very, very uh, excited. Um, Otherwise, yeah, everything is good. Everything is good. Uh, I am recording this. Today is Sunday, June 26th. It's almost July. I got an extra long weekend for, for July 4th. Um which is good, be able to just really decompress and, and just relax a little bit. It's funny, I do feel like in the uh, growth of, because I mean, oftentimes, it, it, Juneteenth was really a holiday that was predominantly celebrated by like, uh, oftentimes it was uh, very very Southern, uh, Southern black folk really celebrated Juneteenth. I didn't really know a lot about Juneteenth growing up. Um, I didn't really hear a lot about it. Um, so 4th of July was always like it. And I do feel like in recent years now that it it also does kind of come from the just increased access to information. So now you're seeing less and less, uh, black people celebrating the 4th of July as they should. Like, black people really should not celebrate the 4th of July to that extent because that's not the Independence Day of black people. But I digress. Uh, you you know, you've seen the, the increase of it. So 4th of July just seems a lot less significant for, for a, lot of, uh, a lot of black people and just people of color in general. Uh, but it is a long weekend, so you will still see me just enjoying... Uh, the hopefully the good weather and uh, maybe go to a cookout or something. I don't know. Invite me to your Fourth of July cookouts, people. I'll still go. I won't wear a, an American flag uh, tank top, but I'll still show up. I'll show face. Why not? Right? Right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, well, I mean, I'll begin with really just. Uh, talking about my day and just like some stuff that I 
been very just heavy as far as just like con trying to just consume different content and you know try to watch some different stuff uh and an interview that i did want to talk about that i wanted to kind of start off with was i watched the drink champs interview now first off shout out to nori and dj efn now it's, i don't it's not like i fucking think that they're gonna hear me say this shout out but regardless i as a kid from queens love nori um and always been a fan of, of of nori but what i will say is yeah drink champs as a show is phenomenal 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 what they've done with that platform and how they built it <clears throat> and uh <clears throat> losing it people losing it but this morning i did watch the chris brown episode on drink champs and i thought that was amazing now they shot this at chris brown's house which as you can imagine is just a, a piece of art in and of itself uh shot it at his house and it was i really i really just drooled mid <laughs> i'm a hot mess i'm so sorry y'all um but yeah so they shot the episode at chris brown's house Really, really awesome conversation. It is so uh, amazing to see who Chris Brown is today. Because, I mean, I remember for me, Chris Brown, I mean, he falls into my age group. I believe he's maybe just like a year, a year, maybe two years older than I. So he's, in, you know, in that, but he just, he... He grew to fame so young that it's like, yo, he's in his uh, early to mid-30s, but has been famous for the last 20 years. Just about. Like, that's insane. That's very, very insane. And, you know, he had, you know, a lot of, a uh, lot of just great, it was a really great conversation. I love a couple, like, just key points that I loved. I loved, they, uh, Nori asked him about, the comparisons to Michael Jackson, to which Chris Brown said, I could never be anywhere near the same level as Michael Jackson, which is correct. I don't think anyone can ever be at that level of Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson would literally walk onto the stage, say nothing, and people would pass out at his mere presence. You cannot compare this. You cannot compare it. And then another amazing thing was that both they all... Because I'm, I'm sorry, people. I, I'm of the belief, and I will die on the hill that yo Mike didn't do nothing. Michael Jackson's innocent. You can't tell me different. I'm sorry. Like, it's it's yet to be, I've, and I'm I'm willing to hear the counter arguments to it. And it's funny because anytime it does come up around me, where I know I'm around mixed company, and there are some people who you know, believe that Michael Jackson did something, I'm just like, yo, nah, like, Mike didn't do nothing. And I'm, like, you, you really can't convince me otherwise because there's, there's never been evidence, there's never been evidence or there's never been real, just, and it isn't like people weren't looking for evidence or people weren't trying to substantiate this. Like, no, like, it's just, it just didn't happen, you know? Uh, and there's a whole litany of things that we can get into. And I'm sure someone will say, you know, the usual arguments of just like, don't you think it's weird? And I'm just like, like, yes, the, there, 
there's a lot to it. It is a giant can of worms. Um, I'm not going to get into all that, though. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, then Chris Brown got into discussions of, like, potential, like, if, if he were to ever do a versus battle. Uh, he said, which, I mean, understandably so, he's not necessarily in a position to want to ever do a versus right now because of the fact that it's like, yo, like, he's still out here. Like, he just put out another album um, that I still haven't had a chance to listen to, but he just put out his 10th album. So, yeah, Chris Brown is still very much an active, active artist. And I don't know that we've seen any real active artists to Chris Brown's level or anywhere near there do a versus. It's usually just, it's like, nah, like he's still in his bag. So it's like, nah. But he did talk about, well, you know, if he were to do a versus, like, I think the two people that really came to mind as real viable versus competitors for him that he said would be viable would be Usher, of course, which I think would be very, very great. I really do. And I mean, people got to stop playing like Usher don't got, don't got the records. Because you also got to remember like, yeah, Chris Brown, he has the volume of music, but... Uh, the amount of volume that he puts out does dilute the quality every now and again on a lot of the records and a lot of his albums. So it's not like, and it also isn't like he's like you're, you're you're not running a marathon. It's like no, we're we're doing a set number of of tracks. It don't matter if you got sixty, you 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 really only hear twenty. So, uh, but he said, yeah, you know, Usher would be a good competitor, and then he talked about the whole, uh beef with drake them settling things them you know getting to a better place and then talked about the potential of him doing a versus against drake which i think uh would actually be very entertaining it would definitely be entertaining uh i did love how when nori asked uh chris brown if he had listened to drake's uh most recent album if he listened to the drake album the honestly never mind Chris Brown said, yeah, he listened to the album and then <laughs> said the song that he really, the song that he really rocks with the most is the song with 21 Savage, which is the only rap song on that. <laughs> I don't know if he meant that as a dig, but that shit was funny to me. That was just funny. It was funny, you know, but. Yeah, and I mean, it is interesting, I think, when you get into the conversation of verses, and I think just kind of transitioning and sticking to music, the verses between Mario and Omarion. Uh, well, first, let's start with, like, the, pre, the pre-show battle of Ray J and uh, Bobby V versus Sammy. And Pleasure P. I thought this shit was a hot mess, y'all. It just seemed very all over the place. Now, something that I will say about... And that's where I think you just see the difference. Like, when it comes to, like, R&B, like, there's just so much more factors involved with getting, like, a good R&B performance executed from the standpoint of, like, yo, you gotta have, like... The reason why, like, it's so important so so important for like r&b artists to do sound checks because you got to make sure that you sound good that your notes are going to hit the way that you think they're going to hit and all of this stuff uh 
yo, these dudes are all over the place. They sounded crazy. Ray J, uh, when going to sing his biggest record, One Wish, completely like just, he just wasn't hitting the notes. He was carrying his son and he said, I, I couldn't hit the notes because I was carrying my son. He was smooth for that. I'm not even going to lie. That's a solid, uh, <laughs> that's a solid way around all that. I'll be honest. I got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just very much, I, I can, I forgot how much, uh, material Sammy had in his arsenal. That shit caught me off guard. Um, they, yeah, like that, that whole shit caught me completely off guard. Uh, what else? Yeah, the, the whole thing was just, it was a very, very weird uh, set up as far as a, a two-on-two. I'd like to see maybe the rap version of a two-on-two, and maybe that'll seem a little bit different or better. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we end up getting the uh, Method Man and Red Man versus, like, Ghostface and Raekwon or something like that. I don't know. I mean, that would be a main versus battle. That wouldn't be no pre-show shit, but you get what I mean. Like, as far as this whole, like, teaming people up. Um, but yeah, that shit was just, it was just funky as all hell. It was super funky. And part of me thought that maybe the funk will go away by the time, because I did see a lot of people, you know, just saying, yo, this verse is a hot mess, because I, I watched it the day after, Right? So I did see a lot of social media activity of just like, yo, this verse is nuts and like this is all over the place. I'm like, whatever, whatever. And I was like, oh shit, like, okay. Like people are not feeling this. Maybe and then I'm watching the pre-show. I was like, maybe it was this. And maybe the the main gig was was a little bit better, a little bit different. I don't know. So they go and uh um we get to the main, the main show, the main show of Omarion versus Mario. Now, what I will say about versus, and this is where these things are so hard to predict and hard to call because to me, catalog versus catalog, Omarion should be able to take this thing running. He really should. Really should be able to just take it and go, Right. And this is where it gets hard to predict it because uh, you don't know who's going to be able to, like, really, who's going to be able to sun who on the stage? Who's going to be able to be the dominant one on the stage? You don't know. So, they get there, and... uh. What you call it? Um, Mario. Mario can still sing beautifully. Mario can just he can really like he can really still hit the notes, and and where that plays to your advantage in an R and B battle is, you can play the the album cuts that people don't know as well. And it'll still ring off because you're just still singing it so, so beautifully. You're still singing it with just hitting every note. 
Whereas Omarion, and I mean, it could be attributed to all the dancing and all the ec all the dancing and all the other stuff. And it could also be just, you know, maybe not, you know, having kept that sword as sharp. Maybe he's not as strong of a vocalist. Um, and he's not as aggressive towards the opponent as Mario was. Uh, he was getting washed. It was bad. Wasn't as bad as like it wasn't no like Dipset versus the Locks bad, but it was it was bad because Mario was just aggressive. Like Mario was calling motherfuckers out. Like yo, y'all ain't hitting notes, and y'all like he was wiling out. Uh, to one point, Omarion even brought out, and I don't think Mario brought anyone out. But Omarion brought out uh, Tommy the Clown, and they did like a "You Got Served" set. Um, they, you know, he he brought out some folks. Um, surprised he didn't bring out Bow Wow. I really thought he was gonna. But he brought out he brought out his brother. They ate some watermelon on stage. To I don't know. It was weird. It just it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Then he brought out Jeremiah, and they did some shit together. And then after they did their shit, Jeremiah performed he was trying to perform his own songs that omarion wasn't on so i was like okay now this is like what and jeremiah wasn't hitting the notes jeremiah was boy and mario called him on it mario was just like yo stop stop uh and then omarion brought out tank and they started singing and mario was he got his yo I love the fact that the person who's not performing has a live mic on their hand so they can still talk shit. Because Mario was just like, oh, he literally went, oh, no. He's like, don't tell me y'all about to start singing. Don't tell me y'all about to start singing to each other. And lo and behold, they started singing to each other. And Mario's just like, man, like, are you lucky you're getting some help, boy? You need it. You need all the help you're going to get. And Mario was just fucking this boy up on that stage. Um. Uh, it's hard to predict it. It's so hard to predict it because of the fact that, yo, you just don't know what's, what's the energy going to be like. And Omarion's very unbothered, unfazed energy mixed with, like, the dancing and, like, all that shit just didn't mix well with, didn't, like, mix well against Mario, who is still an amazing vocalist, and in an R&B battle, that's always going to be king. That's always going to reign supreme over everything else. Being an amazing vocalist will always reign supreme in an R&B battle. That's just the, the truth of the matter, right? So, yeah. Uh, what am I even talking about? Sticking to music. Sticking to music. Uh, we got a new record from Beyonce, and I saw people losing their fucking minds. I will say I did not listen to the record. Um, I'm not, and I think I've said it before on this podcast, I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan. It's just not, eh, she, she just, she ain't making music for me. It's just not for me. And I think that's fine. I think people really get offended about, and, and I mean, this is also coming from someone who gets offended by anyone who says they're not a fan of J. Cole. So, uh, hip, hypocritical comments on the way, people. People get so offended when you don't like what they like. 
and it doesn't make sense to me. It, it, it makes no sense. And it's like, yeah, like I'm just not, it's not ev everything isn't for everyone. And Beyonce isn't for me. Uh, I did hear that it's a very dancey song. Uh, and it's, it sounds very much in line with like very dancey, similar to what we just got a whole album from Drake about. Just very dancey type music. I, I, something's coming. I think we're about to just get a lot more of this dancey shit, especially as we are entering the summer. This is our first real summer, summer in about like three years, two, three years, our first real summer, right? Uh, we didn't get a summer in 2020 and summer 21 was, was light. It was summer light. So this is the first real summer since 2019. People are really going to be outside. People are really trying to be partying. They're trying to be really doing the stuff. So with that being said, uh, yeah, you're, there's, I think there's going to be more artists giving us more of this uh, dancey, poppy shit to to try and hitch their hitch their wagon on the on a soundtrack on a soundtrack to the summer, right? So we'll we'll see. I think we're going to get more of it though. I, I do feel like more of that is coming. Uh, prayers to li prayers to little TJ. So, um, New York drill artist Lil TJ was shot. Uh, last I saw was that he was in. He was, I mean, unresponsive. Uh, he was still unresponsive. He was still. Let me let me look this up just to see what is the latest. Um, yep, he had undergone emergency surgery from being shot multiple times. He was recovering. Uh, the latest is that. Oh, so they're saying now, as of like, literally within a couple hours ago, Lil TJ is paralyzed. Wow. Whoa, that is. Wow. That's super unfortunate. Yeah, so they're saying that his condition is now stable, but that he is uh, uh, paralyzed from the waist down. Um, but there's also some, I mean, false uh, false reports of him having passed away. So we're also in that stage of like, you know, there, there's just a lot, a lot going around now. A lot going around. Um, but the more, just kind of like my my initial scroll through is that people are saying that he's um, paralyzed. But I don't know. 
I don't know exactly what's going on, but what I will say is just I'm hoping a speedy recovery. Uh, I did like his music. I'm a big fan of just New York, the New York drill scene. So I mean, I'm I'm hoping that he uh, is able to make a recovery. Right. Um, in a just a full display of karma, and this is where I. I do feel like the antics are quick. They, they got old a long time ago, and I'm thinking that we're just starting to see. It's like, it's the law of diminishing returns. Uh, Takashi69 uh, publicly just, you know, because he, you know, he's had his back and forth and beefs with everyone in the industry, and he had some back and forth and beefs with Lil TJ. So he was saying, you know, he's, he's sitting there kind of just laughing at the fact that Lil TJ was shot multiple times. And this is where, I mean, it's not the first time that we've seen, like, we see this happen a lot, unfortunately, uh, with rap artists, and they have beef, and they just, you know, whether they're shot, whether, even when they're, like, even in death, like, they'll still, uh, you know, still uh, speak ill of the dead if the dead is the opposition's. But that's where I think, you know... It, I think it's nasty no matter when you do it or who you do it and all that. It's just, it's nasty. It's like, yo, come on, bro. So I think Takashi doing that is, I mean, it's in poor taste, but it's also what he's looking for. He wants the, he wants the reactions. He wants the looks. He wants that. So I'm not, I'm not all too surprised by it because it's Takashi going Takashi, right? Uh, We are going to move to... Well, well, first, we'll let me give my quick. Let's get into some like comic book stuff. I want to. I want to decompress from from that. Uh, getting into some comic book stuff. Getting into the, just the MCU. We we got. There's just so much coming right now with the MCU. We have the Thor, uh, Love and Thunder coming, which I think is going to be really really great. Thor is now the, he's going to be the, you know, the first character to get four movies. That's going to be great. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is coming. I'm interested, I'm still interested to see how they're doing that. And, uh, part of me doesn't want a trailer for it. I'll be honest. Part of me just wants to like, I don't want to see a trailer. Just give me the movie when the movie comes out. Right. Uh, we're also getting a, uh, kind of like a director's cut in the theaters of Spider-Man No Way Home, which I'm very, very excited about. I do wonder if that means that whatever scenes, I'm just wondering which of the, which version of the movie is canon. Is it the scenes with the deleted with the deleted scenes in it? Like, are the deleted scenes canon? Like, how does how's that gonna work exactly? Because I'm sure that there's gonna be some very very like very very like juicy stuff in there that I know you know that they they cut out of the the original theatrical cut. Are these things gonna be canon now that now that this, this is gonna be shown in theaters? That's all I want to know. That's all I'm interested in knowing. A uh, lot of just really great Disney Disney Plus series is co- uh, going on right now. 
Uh, finished Moon Knight. I still got an episode of Hawkeye. Moon Knight was great. Moon Knight was really, really great. Not too familiar with the character. Wasn't too familiar with him. Really, really great show. Really great. Uh, they did an amazing job. And I think that's one thing that Marvel does really, really well. This whole thing about the MCU, what it does is that it allows for Marvel to take characters that people aren't as familiar with and be able to incorporate them into this larger uh, universe and introduce them to a built-in audience that's going to watch whatever is put out and the audience will give it, will always give these, uh, these characters, these properties, the, the opportunity to be won over. We saw it happen with Ant-Man. We saw it happen with Guardians of the Galaxy. We are, we're now seeing it with Moon Knight, where it's just like, yeah, like, they, you know, we can really just pull from anywhere right now, and if done correctly, people will give it, they'll give it a shot. They'll give it a shot, and that's what we're seeing, and it's beautiful. Moon Knight was amazing. Uh, Hawkeye, I still have one more episode to see. I thought it was really, really awesome to see the Kingpin tie-in to that movie, which makes total sense because, I mean, we also, we, we've, we've seen uh, Daredevil in Spider-Man No Way Home, so it makes sense that all of these characters are canon as already suspected before, but now confirmed. Uh, so that's there. Uh, I still need to watch Miss Marvel, but I have, I've started hearing good things about it. So there's just like a lot of really, a, a lot of really great stuff coming together and it interests me in seeing where is it that they intend on taking it because they have so many uh roads that they can take as it pertains to the secret wars as it pertains to um you know the next avengers uh level film they have a lot of stuff that they can do They've, they've already started talking about incursions, which is the spark, you know, what sparks the secret war. Uh, they, you know, they, 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 you saw a lot of things that might lead to the secret wars in Doctor Strange, Multiversal, um, Multiversal Madness, Madness of the Multiverse, whatever the hell that movie was called. Um, but it was, an, it was a great movie. I just rewatched it again uh, with my son. So there's just like a lot of different ways that they could take this. And that's where it's just like, yo, y'all got me. I'm hooked. I'm hooked to everything y'all doing right now. I really am. So we, we oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where, where it ends up going. Um, part of me would love to see just it go the route of, I mean, definitely seeing Kang the Conqueror, which we'll see, we'll see him again in Ant-Man, uh, Ant-Man 3, Quantumania. We'll see Kang the Conqueror. Uh, but yeah, we're like just starting to see how these different Kang variants uh, will play out and how they shake out. Because there's a lot. There's a lot. So, looking forward to all of that. Now, quickly switching over to sports. Uh, so... Again, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors for winning the NBA championship. Whatever. Shout out to y'all. Uh, 
I love and I do find very, very, it's just very entertaining to see the, uh, just see like how much like athletes celebrate now. And, I, and I'm sure that, I'm sure that, you know, dudes always got drunk when at their parades, but I don't know that we've seen it as much uh, as we're seeing it now because, you know, the Warriors were lit at their parade. Clay Thompson was probably my favorite of the of the bunch. Uh, he he was like he lost his hat on the boat ride over to the parade, and then he like stumbled. He like lost one of his rings. Uh, he like stumbled and like ended up inadvertently tackling a fan. Like this boy was all over the place. That shit was wild, wild son. So, yeah, yeah. Shout out to, shout out to the Warriors. Um, the NBA draft happened. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like for me, when your team gets so deep into the playoffs, the draft is just super, super. Like you, like the Celtics didn't really have no picks like that. So I'm like, all right. Like I watched some of the draft just to see what was happening. Oklahoma City looks like they. They look like a good team, but I mean, I don't think uh, Chet, uh, home grin, home homeboy. I I don't think he's the one. So, I don't I don't think it's him. It ain't him. Uh, and there's also been a lot of another thing that I'm just interested to see in this off season is the Brooklyn Nets. Which, by the way, again, I've always said that this experiment just wasn't going to work. Kyrie Irving potentially wants out of Brooklyn now. Kevin Durant might also be out of Brooklyn. So we, yeah, we, we could see them both splitting off into different teams and Brooklyn being essentially just trying to recoup their lost draft picks that they poured into trying to get a ring with this team. I saw reports of Kyrie being interested in potentially going back to LA. I know uh, the GM is trying to put together a, a team to try to win at least one more championship. I know he wants it. Um, also, real quick, anyone who tries to invalidate the bubble ring, you're weird. That's weird behavior. Like, I don't know what to tell you. The bubble ring is valid. Bubble ring is very, very valid. Uh, speaking of very valid, moving on to real sports. Forbidden Door is tonight. And more likely than not, I'm going to be watching it. I will be. Forbidden Door just seems like such an amazing show. Uh, it looks like there's just, like this card looks really great. Uh, it is unfortunate that there's been just so much injury. And there's a lot of, I mean, it, I think for a reason they've been promoting it as their first ever joint pay-per-view because my hope is that there will be more of these joint pay-per-views, even if it's just like once a year, right? Where like New Japan and AEW collide because it's a crime that, you know, Brian Danielson isn't able to compete, CM Punk isn't able to compete. 
there's just like a whole laundry list of people on both sides who just aren't able to compete that it's just like, yo, we, we, we gonna have to run this one back. But there's just like a lot of great matches that I'm very, very much looking forward to. Uh, we finally saw Okada. Uh, he appeared in, uh, at AEW um, Dynamite on the Go, Go Home show, which was crazy to see. Uh, they're having, it's going to be a fatal four-way match. It'll be Okada, Jay White, uh, Hangman, Adam Page, and Adam Cole for the New Japan Heavyweight Championship, fatal four-way. And then we have uh, Tanahashi versus Moxley for the uh, AEW Interim Heavyweight Championship. And then there's like a whole litany of just like, it's just a lot of great matchups. I will likely be glued to this with some food and just really, really locked in. I'm going to be locked into this. Um, sticking to wrestling, WWE is just, it, it just seems like such a wild time over there right now with everything going on uh, with the McMahons. Uh, Lauren Itis is now out, I believe. Uh Stephanie McMahon is the interim CEO. Triple H is back at the Performance Center, which could mean that he will be overseeing uh, NXT or some parts of NXT again. There's just a lot going on. And for some reason, Vince McMahon has been on television like every fucking show because he was on SmackDown uh, doing his whole, you know, here now forever together bit then he showed up on raw saying hey you know yo john cena comes back next week and he, he he's just again he's just very he's just out there and i don't know what's the what are they building towards it does seem like they're building for i mean john cena does seem like he has an inline thing with austin theory that might be happening and maybe that's the tie-in it's like McMahon showing up a bunch. Uh, Cena shows up. Maybe Cena confronts McMahon as like, you know, kind of playing towards the, trying to turn this into an angle of some sort. And then Theory steps in and, and takes the heat. And that sets up some sort of like, McMahon, uh, Cena, Theory, Cena versus Theory um, matchup. I don't know. But it's it's just weird. It's just very, very weird. So, yeah. We will see. Uh, so, the last topic, but certainly not least, and obviously this, I, I, I saved this for last just because I, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack with it. Um, and for me, I'm someone, I think there's such a negative connotation on the term ignorance. There's such a negative connotation on ignorance because ignorance is merely just, it's, it's a state of not knowing. So there's a lot that I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. Uh, so I will just stick to what I do know. First off, what I'm talking about is 
the Supreme Court has officially overturned Roe versus Wade. Um, officially just abolishing abortion, I believe. I believe that's what it is. I believe it's now at the state level. States have, I think it's very similar to the whole legal marijuana thing. It's like federally, we're not with this, but the states can decide what they want to do state by state, right? Um, if there are states that want to stand against it, they can do that. But across the board, yo, nah, we ain't with this shit, right? I, and for me, so personally, I'm against abortion for myself and for, like, my family, my unit, what it is that I'm building here. Because for me, it's like, no, like, I don't believe in that. I don't, that's not something that I believe in personally for me. And I just, because it just goes against my own personal beliefs. Uh, I completely understand the, the need for it. I understand it. I understand why it's, it's, it's necessary for it to be a procedure that can be performed uh, by a medical professional, right? Uh, the the thing that I can and where where I stand with it is that you can't ban, you can only ban safe abortions. So by and I think this is kind of like what we saw what we saw for so many years with like, and again this could be my ignorance in comparing these two things, but when you compare. When you think about uh, the whole legalizing marijuana thing, it's just like, yeah, marijuana was illegal and it was banned and it was all of these things, but you were still able to get it. You were able to get it illegally and you were still able to obtain it. And then sometimes it wasn't safe. We've seen many upon many cases of people receiving marijuana, weed that was like laced with some shit. And then like... That happens, right? So you can only ban the safe version of something. You legal, so then we get to the point where you know what we legalize marijuana. You now gotta go. You can get weed from dispensaries that are uh, providing, you know, very regulated products that are safe, and you know what you're getting, and all of this stuff. And it just kind of it makes it it makes it safer, and it makes it so that people can still do these things and be safe about it. Uh, you can't ban unsafe abortions, and and if anything, you you increase the uh, uh, likelihood of unsafe abortions because now it's more so like, well, if, if I if if I were to be pregnant and I want and uh, but I don't I don't want this child like I I I want an abortion. Like, I don't want to carry this this child to term. It's like, if I can't get a safe abortion, then I will, yeah, it, I, it, it may resort in me needing to get an unsafe abortion. Now I need to put my life at risk. Uh, I, I know there are some people who will say, well, why don't you just carry the term and then give the baby up for adoption? Well, then, I mean, that... 
I also feel like poses a whole nother set of problems. Uh, that's, I mean, it, that's a whole different set of problems because then now you're, now you're starting to say, well, yeah, we could just put them all into adoptions. Like, all right, well, who was taking care of those kids then? Because we, there's, it just, it, it, I don't know what the full solution is. I can only speak for myself and what's, what I feel is best for my family. And that's where for me, it's like, no, like in, in my household now, we don't really, we don't do abortions over here, but I also don't know that I would ever, that I can uh, vouch for the banning of it across the board. Uh, because I mean, separation of church and state, it's like, yeah, like it's, I don't go off of morality because that's all based on so many other factors. I go based off of just what, like, what would be right for every, what would be right for people? And I think for me, it's like, yeah, no, what would be right for people would be for them to have a choice and then to be able to just decide based on whatever their beliefs are and what they do on their end over there. That's just me. Um, that's, I mean, that's as best as I can put it. Um, because it's like, well, you, you can't really, I, I'm just not a believer in, in dictating how others should live their lives and how others, uh, should, uh, operate. And I'm also just not a believer in any kind of group think where everyone just agrees on the same thing because it's just what the group decides, right? So that's just me, though. That's just me. Uh, there's a lot of narratives around, you know, just like men shouldn't be allowed to make decisions on women's bodies. Um, I... I agree and disagree with that sentiment, more so saying that I just don't, I just don't believe that anyone should make decisions for other people in general. I think once we start getting into the the sexism arguments, I do feel as though that there are some double standards involved because uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you got to take, uh, you got to take both ends of it. And if you don't want, you know, if you don't want men to make, like, if you say, yo, I don't want men to make decisions on women's bodies, it's like, all right, word, I agree. But that's both, like, both sides of that, right? I mean, I don't want to go down the sexism path and all of those things. I just believe that in general, uh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't force our will upon other people in that fashion. That's, that's what I believe there, right? So, um, I, I mean, I hope that anyone who's affected by the overturning of this, I mean, I did, I know a lot of, a lot of women who felt the way about seeing, seeing this, um, overturned and all of that. Uh, I, I feel for you. I stand with you. And I mean, I, I, I just hope everybody can be safe. I just want everybody to be safe. And I want everybody to be in a place where they feel like they are uh, feeling at their best, right?
Um, with that being said, um, I will be taking a break. I'm taking a break from potting. Um, I'm going to be uh, just, you know, really adjusting some stuff creatively. I'm going to be, there's a, you know, a couple, couple of like just really significant life related changes forthcoming that I'm going to be just needing some time to readjust to. So I'm going to be gone for a little bit, just a little bit, be gone for a bit, but I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back. I'm going to be refreshed. Uh, everything is going to be better. So don't take this as a, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm done potting. Um, I greatly appreciate anyone and everyone who listens to this pod every week, who just listens to me talk for an hour on a weekly basis, I think is beautiful. I think it's awesome. And, uh, and it's, it's for y'all that I really do come back and continue this thing because I think it's awesome that y'all care, right? So, uh, I have a lot of really, uh, a lot of new stuff on the way that I'm working on, uh, a lot of just different, again, like I said, life changes. So just need a little, a little break to, to get things all situated, but promise y'all I will be back. All right. Uh, as I always say, some ships float, some ships sink, but the best ships are friendships into those ships we drink cheers y'all peace love and all the above i'm out <laughs>